This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Pashas Nayach Tavshin Ayin Tes. You find in Pasuk Perikvav Pasuk Gimel, Shem is telling Nayach he's going to destroy the world, and he wants him to build a teva. And it took Nayach 120 years to build a teva. Why did it take so long to build a teva? And Rashi tells us, Aruf Lehem Api, I'm going to extend my anger for them. If they don't repent, I'm going to bring a mabel on them. I'm going to give them 120 years. And these 120 years, they're supposed to go and do tshuva. Where do they know they should do tshuva from? So next Pasuk, Pasuk Dalit, Rashi tells us that they should have learned from the generation of Enosh, Sholak Yonus, that the Atlantic Ocean came up, and it flooded a third of the world. The Dar Mabel did not humble themselves from that. They didn't learn from that. And learn from the Dar Enish that if they don't follow the will of Hashem, they're going to be destroyed. They had 120 years to learn from them. They didn't, and ultimately they were destroyed. Which leads to a very interesting question. Because every day we say Shema, twice a day. And we say in Shema that if we do what Hashem says we should do, we'll be rewarded. We will live peacefully, the rain will come. The flip side is, if we don't follow the will of Hashem, the Pasuk tells us in Dvarim, Perik Yeralef, Pasuk Yudzayin, the Chara Af Hashem Bachem, the anger of Hashem will be against you. Va'atzer es Hashemayim, and He will close the Shemayim. V'lo yeh there won't be any rain. Va'adama lo yistitein es and the ground won't give us any, any produce. And you will perish quickly. You will quickly perish from the land that Hashem has given you, the good land. And Rashi is bothered by this. Rashi says, really? I'm not going to give you a reprieve. You gave a reprieve to the Dharamabal. Why is that? Why is it to the Dharam Malbi you gave them 120 years to do tshuva? And when it comes to your own children, when it comes to Klai Yisrael, to Bnei Yisrael, if you follow the mitzvahs, fine. If not, you're going to quickly perish. Why? Why can't we at least get the same reprieve that the Dharam Malbi got? And Rashi explains, The Dharam Malbi had no one to learn from. And therefore, Hashem gave them extra time, another year, another year, another year, until ultimately they were destroyed. You, however, have from whom to learn. This is referring to the times of the Beis HaMikdash. You have from whom to learn, and therefore, if you don't follow the Torah, you'll be destroyed quickly. That's difficult to understand, because the Dor HaMabal also had whom to learn from, as Rashi says earlier, that they should have learned from the Dor Enish. And among the different answers, one of the first to explain is that it's true, the Dora Mabel had whom to learn from, from the previous generation. But in their generation, there were very, very few tzaddikim. There were very, very few people. It's one thing to learn a lesson from the past, but it's much more applicable to learn from people living when you're living. And they had no one around, only Nayak and his family. And therefore, Shem gave them extra time. However, in the times of the Beis Hamidosh, we already received the Torah. 
There were many people doing the right thing, and yet the people didn't learn from them. And therefore you do not get a reprieve, and therefore you will be perish quickly. In fact, Rashi tells us in Yirmiyahu, Peraches, Pasuch Beis, that at that time the Yidin were not embarrassed of their affairs, and therefore they didn't do tshuva. They knew what they were doing wrong, and yet they decided not to do tshuva from that. And we see from here an important lesson, that it's very important for a person to always look at others and to see what they're doing right and learn from them. Because there's always people better than us, and people who are not as good as us in different things. Our tendency often is to look at the people not doing as well as us and say, see, we're doing better than them. And we don't look at the people doing better than us and say, we should be more like them. In the late 1800s, there was a fellow, Dr. Nathan Birnbaum. Dr. Nathan Birnbaum was effectively the beginning of the Zionist movement. And eventually his name was squeezed out of the history of the Zionist movement because as Rav Gifter would often say, he was from the first modern-day Balei Tshuva. Because in the beginning, he was the one who was talking all about secular Zionism. And eventually, this was in the early 1800s, and eventually in the early 19, in the late, late 1800s, eventually in the early 1900s, he had a complete turnaround. In fact, in 1912, when he gave his big speech by convention in St. Petersburg, this whole second half of his speech was about a spiritual awakening and a spiritual destiny for Klaistro and how they have to go and keep the Torah. And he shocked everybody by that. And later on, in 1917, he actually joined the Aguda and became a very prominent figure in the Aguda and eventually came and moved to Eretz Yisrael. However, before he became from, every person in the Zionist movement would always make a pilgrimage and go to visit him. At one time, Menachem Usishkin, who was passing through Vienna, realized he had the opportunity to go visit Dr. Birnbaum. And he went to visit him. And they had a very nice meeting. And when the meeting was over, Menachem Usishkin asked Dr. Birnbaum if he knew where a certain restaurant was in Vienna. He said, sure, come, I'll take you there. And he walks into the restaurant, and when he gets there, he stops. So Menachem Sishkin says, why don't you join me for lunch? And Dr. Birnbaum says, in there? I'm not stepping foot in there. So Menachem Sishkin says, why not? It's kosher. And Dr. Birnbaum says, exactly. I'm not stepping foot into a kosher restaurant. Disgusting, archaic, no need for it. You'll never find me in such an establishment. And he turned around to go home, and Menachem Sishkin went to eat. Years later, Menachem Sishkin once again found himself in Vienna, and he went to visit Dr. Birnbaum. At that time already, Dr. Birnbaum was from, and he looked like a from Yid, and he behaved like a from Yid. And again they had a meeting, and Menachem Sishkin reminded him of that episode, of how he went to eat in a kosher restaurant, and Dr. Birnbaum wouldn't even step in. because goes, hey, look at you now. And Dr. Birnbaum responded, that's right. You, Menachem Shishkin, stayed the same. I, however, grew. I changed, because I'm always looking to grow. His lesson was that it's not good enough to be where you are. It's not good enough to look at the people lower with you and say, look, I'm better than them. 
I daven better than them. I do more chesed than them. I'm kinder than them. I give more tzedakah than them. That may be true. But you're supposed to look the other way. That person davens better than me. That person does more chesed than me. That person's kinder than me. That person learns more than me. And I want to be like that. We have to be dynamic. We have to be always looking to grow and get closer to Hashem. And this with the Meheira of Shema, Bavarata Meheira, will instead be a Meheira of Hashem finally bringing the Gula for us. Have a wonderful Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.